welcome all you good fellows, you dirty, hairy heathens, as they say. You inhabitors of the heath. As they say. Yes. That's a fancy word. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a fancy <clears throat> word for a fancy time where everyone puts on their bonnets. All right. So, yeah, we're Hyperborean Radio. Yes. <laughs> I'm Celtic God. And with him today is me, the Lore Keeper. And, and you guys. And today we're going to talk about Easter. But first, CG has a prediction. He oh, looked into yeah. the glass ball known as the television and looked forward in time by projecting information. And he has a prediction for yes. you. Everybody's aware of what's going on with, with the big bad and the war and the, the heroes with the yellow and the blue. And we've all heard all that. I don't know how deep anybody else is looking into it, but <clears throat> usually I'm a few weeks ahead. But anyways, um, I'm going to forget, forgo all that stuff right now because if I was to go into it, one, it would eat up a lot of time. Two, half the, half you guys would think that I was just insane, kind of like two years with the COVID-19 thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you uh, predicted that years before it happened. Yeah. I predicted, one, the event before it happened. Two, I predicted what it actually was and saw everything that's now current. Well, just before the Ukraine thing, everything that was coming out, I got it. From the official sources, like two years before it even started coming out. So I'm too far ahead of the curve. Anyways, in Ukraine, Russia has been accused of blowing up poultry farms and killing hundreds of millions of chickens, which is going to cause mass starvation and so on and so forth. Regardless of that, in America, at the same time, I believe the state was Minnesota, might have been Montana, and a couple other states that I don't know because they weren't listed. The bird flu got into the chicken population. And hundreds of millions of American chickens had to be slaughtered. And turkeys. And um, I forget what the other poultry was. But chickens specifically, which is what caught my eye, hundreds of millions of them killed. So that this bird flu, and I forget what the strain is, but it doesn't transfer to humans and so on and so forth. They have to be slaughtered. I myself recognize a, a correlation there. It's not that the Russians came over and killed our chickens. It's not that we went over to Ukraine and killed the Ukrainian chickens. What it is, is to drive the food prices up. And then they can blame the war, get everybody mad. We have to go to war because there's everybody's screaming that right now anyways. My personal take on it, we stay the fuck out of it. But <clears throat> that that's besides the point. Rising food prices in Germany... Um, 20 to 50% yeah, hike. Yeah, 20-50% hike. By the time this comes out, let me see, it will have been two days ago because it was on Monday. Um, what what was the date on Monday? Uh, it was the it was fourth? The day. I think um, it was the 4th. Yes, uh, on the 4th in Germany. It was scheduled for food prices to go up a minimum of 20 to 50%. Scheduled. They're... A, uh, our own governments are attacking our own food supplies. So my prediction, come closer to harvest. So they'll wait until after it's planted and they'll wait until it starts to grow. And then again, just like, was it last year or the year before, the farmers had to destroy their crops and, and till them back into oh, the Oh, they've ground. been doing that for a couple of years now. <clears throat> so they're going to have to do that. And then, again, this year, like last year, they're going to have to, and it'll probably be uh, swine flu or something, 
Swine flu have gotten has gotten into the pig population, so they're going to have to kill all the swine. And to top it all off, um, they're talking about giving vaccines, the, the same one that they're giving the people for the, the COVID-19s or trying to give to the people for the COVID-19s. They're talking about giving this to the chickens and to the to the pigs already, which is why I'm saying pigs. They're going to end up slaughtering the pigs because they want to vaccinate the chickens against the 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 bird flu with the COVID nineteen. Eventually, it's going um, to be vaccine, com- and then they're going to want to do it to the pigs, and then they're going to want to do it to the wheat. You don't understand the right. wheat strains; they're g- getting well, the COVID because that's why the the farmers the last couple of years have had to till their their crops back into the earth is because. COVID-19 got into the crops. That's not how that works. That's not how any but of that works. This is my this is my prediction. They are going to absolutely destroy our food production. And that's I, I'm not even talking about oil and stuff because there's some serious fuckery going on there too. Like a lot of people don't realize plastic is made from oil. They know gasoline and diesel fuel is made from from crude oil. Most people don't realize plastic is made from crude oil. Plastic production has not stopped or even slowed down with all this stuff. No. But yet, yet, there are fuel shortages. It's it's manufactured. It's all manufactured. And the information's out there. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, if I can find it, anybody can well, find it. Well, I mean, it. here's the thing. Because it, I use public sources. I don't use inside sources. No, and, and like, here's the thing is anyone that doesn't think controlling supply so that you can manipulate demand is a thing last year and the year before that toilet paper mm-hmm. and then you also have one of the most famous examples so famous in fact that it made what was effectively a worthless rock one of the most cherished items on the planet oh yes the yes. beers in the diamond industry yes diamonds are more common than freaking uh, river pebbles yes for real if they was to release all the diamonds that that's cut and in safes and they was to just release them to the public. It would cost you more to pave your driveway with river gravel than it would with diamonds. You want a solid diamond driveway? It could exist. Yeah. Pretty cheaply actually. Uh, yeah, really cheap. Uh, you could probably um gravel your driveway for about a hundred bucks. I, I mean, it might not literally be solid diamond. But oh no, a solid diamond sheet would be worth a lot. Yeah, but but as far as just diamonds go, like what what women want in their rings, several carat diamonds, you could gravel your driveway for a couple hundred bucks. Diamonds are most useful for industrial purposes. Yes, that's the basic reality, and and that's a manufactured demand with the commercials and so on and so forth and all that other stuff. But but now to shift gears, hold on, I want to make a little pit stop on the way because this is. I'm sure you guys will, uh, that we're probably going to name it having something to do with Easter. So we will get there, I promise. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been sharing our shows, uh, especially our podcast and our Telegram channel, because we're growing. So we're getting more and more listens, and we're getting to, you know, like, we're getting as many listens a day now as what we used to get in a week. I mean, we're we're not big. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But we are growing, which is fantastic. And it's due to listeners like you that's not afraid to listen to us in public or like, oh, hey, check these guys out. If nothing else, they will give you something to be mad about. 
Yes, which we have had that happen quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, hate shares are just as good as, as love shares. I mean, I prefer the loved ones, but I'll take either one. Yeah. So that that's that's what I wanted to, to say is that we are growing. Um, we've actually gotten a few donations, which allowed us, for instance, to get a second mic. Um, we've gotten a couple programs that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise afford. Uh, and some some research materials. Yes, and uh, just an FYI for anyone that follows the Telegram, we did shift kind of how we're doing some things so that we can focus on longer articles and the books that we've been working on for over a year now. Right. Um, because we want to get those out. We want to actually get those out. So we switched from doing lore on the Telegram every day to working on these right. larger projects. Well, and in in many ways, we dialed our give a fuck down because either people's going to listen or they're not. Well, that's kind of where we're at because we've we know we are not the average pagan. We're not the ones. We're not who, appealing to the masses. We're appealing specifically to the people that really want to get back to ethnic faith and understand who we are. Yeah, I always was confused because I've had people say that they like that we're trying to make it more approachable, and I just kind of looked at them like, you know, that like we're. We're not like intentionally trying to dumb this down or anything. We actually are using the lore to actually support everything we say. And taking it just as far as we logically can, using literally the lore without getting weird with it. Well, like, for example, uh, and then we can move into Easter because uh, we actually do want to do right. that. But Sif, uh, we actually did a post on her not too long ago. Sif as a goddess, her name means in-law. She's paired with the god that is sort of the pinnacle of masculinity, uh, with Thor in some ways, she's a basically a god of housewives. That's yeah. effectively what she is. But she's almost ignored for that. Well, and housewives and mothers. Housewives. Uh, both, both adopted and... Well, almost mothers. more the adopted mother right. than anything. She has more adopted children than she has her own. But most people consider her a god oh, of harvest. <laughs> uh, more a god of harvest. But it doesn't actually make sense. You have to reach... And read into symbolism that's not there. Because, like, for instance, they'll go to Sif cuts her hair. Yeah, and here's the thing. is, I, I say you have to get weird with it. But that's not a good word because weird is actually a positive word. In, it's a in, pagan word. Yes, it is a, a pagan word. The weird But they sisters. have to get strange. Weirding women. and that's They the, have to get really strange and basically ignore who we are as a people to get half this crap that they get. Well... Here's the thing is you can take a it's like we've we've actually grabbed cookbooks and shown you can get esotericism just flip to a random page and take something out of context. Yes. I I've I've done that in a lot of arguments where people are arguing books with me and I notice that they're they're twisting what the what the the text says to their own intention. I'm like I can do that with any book and then grab random books. Sometimes it's cookbooks, sometimes it's, you know, um Underoos man or what uh what what there's a kid's book uh with the kid he wears super fudge super fudge he wears his underwear on the outside he wants to be a superhero all this stuff and i can get just as fucking esoteric as they do with random book and see the deep hidden meanings behind him wearing his underwear on the outside and screaming super fudge at the top of his lungs Whereas, here's the thing, is if you just take the stories we have of Sif and the context that we know of her, there's no indication she's a harvest goddess. That be, uh, Cutting a woman's hair off was a sign of 
shame, basically. Mm-hmm. And Thor and Sif both cheat on each other. Yeah. Well, and it also um, by the story that you're referring to, where Loki Loki cuts Sif's hair, it, the reason why did well why did Thor get mad then? <clears throat> because it also brought shame to Thor because his wife was running around on him on him, and Loki exposed her as running around on him when he wasn't there. Well, he's got one kid with Sif, but several's with others. So he, she knows he's cheating on her. It's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And she has children with with, with uh, other men. Yeah. So the the whole thing is, it but, doesn't. But the reason why it would bring shame to him is because it's thrown up in everybody's face. Whereas otherwise, not so much. You can just pretend it didn't really happen. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and then from there, you're just looking at the cultural context. Well, hold on. Let's back up to the. Uh, her being associated with crops and, and all that good stuff. The explanation I've heard, because I'm like, well, where in the stories does it say this? And then I get crickets in return. I'm like, okay, well, why do you guys think this? Well, you see, uh, Thor is the rain and Sif is the earth. And her hair represents the golden wheat, which is cut by Loki. Well, and that's another thing is people seem to just randomly define gods as of the sky or earth Those when are they're not. people, man. They're just trying way too hard. Well, yeah. Well, like, for instance, the Dogda as a sky god. The Dogda is actually far more associated with the earth. And then you have the opposite problem when you go to um, the Norse because Frigg is actually more of a sky goddess. Mm-hmm. And even that's a poor definition, but they try yeah. to make her an earth goddess. And part of the reason I'm bringing this up is... All of this together, people are trying too hard. Sif doesn't have to have some esoteric meaning for her hair getting cut to be important. That It's actually something right. I've... You don't need an esoteric um, reason for your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your boyfriend or your child or your mother or your father to be important. You don't need some hidden secret reason. They're just important to you because you love them and they're close to you. Well, and this also brings me to... The, the goddess and the holiday we actually want to talk about today, which is Easter. Yes. Because a lot of people say Easter's the goddess of the dawn. However. Let's back up and hit the biggest, most egregious thing. Easter isn't Easter. Easter is Ostara. Ostara was a moon goddess of the Saxons. Does she Is she tied into Easter, Iastre? And yes. we're not trying to be all esoteric. We're just using the general description. Well, we're using actual historical references to right. her. She is actually described specifically as a moon goddess. Right. Well, and the reason why I say that we're not being esoteric is I don't want anybody getting confused and thinking we're saying Ostara is the moon. No. No, and she's actually depicted specifically with like the crescent moon, sort of the horns for crescent moons. Right. It's just representation, like um, I don't know. Um, well, like Diana uh, has. The well, moon I was going to go head. with George Washington and his axe for cutting the the apple tree or cherry tree that he never actually cut down. Yeah, it's 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 just a representation. It doesn't have to be literal. Yes. Well, and with Easter, people think sh- she is the goddess of the dawn. Hmm. But that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because if you take away the etymology, none of her stories actually depict her as being a goddess of the dawn. None. Right. And don't confuse etymology for entomology because here, yeah. Entom- One is a study of ants and the other is a study of language. Yes. Well, and actually there's a, 
we were going to watch a movie with freaking Mel Gibson in it. And he, uh, they were asking him describe this one word because he knew like 10, 20 different languages. And he even prefaced what, um, where the word clever came from. Cause that's what they asked him. Mm-hmm. And he said, probably, probably. And then gave two different options, which both sounded like clever and had roughly the same meaning. Yes, but they were from two different languages. Right. So even he didn't know that was an educated guess based on someone that knew like 20 languages. Yes, an educated guess, probably very important. Because we don't know. And that's the other thing is there's this point where people have taken etymology where they are basing their entire spirituality off it. And... Especially, is it really a spirituality at that point? No, and here's the thing: is it is specifically the Germanic tribes that do this, and I mean specifically the Germans, because even the Scandinavians. You talk to like actual Scandinavians; they don't give a shit because they don't have to try to connect the Eddas and the Scandinavian sagas to themselves. They don't have to try and by proxy get them. So it's like some of them get weird with the Eddas, but not with the sagas. No, but. With the um, the West Germanics, so the English, uh, the Dutch, the Germans, the Austrians, uh, some so of the Swiss, so, so on and so forth. You guys know who you are. There's this desire for the gods of continental Europe, uh, you know, Wotan, Hulda, all these deities, to be the same as the Norse gods, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people will point to the etymology of Wotan or Woden which I don't even think those are the same because they're not depicted the same at all in the lore. If you actually look at the folklore of, say, Wotan, you are looking at a very, very different god from Odin. The best question I ever heard in regards to all this, remove the etymology, is there any evidence? The answer is pretty conducively no. Well, and actually no, and angrily the etymology is foolproof. Yes. No etymology is foolproof. Unless you have a literal line, like... A, written down like the word became this like color and color yeah in in english english and american english well the spelling's different yeah it's because we dropped off the silent letters because printing right. press we know is why on. well yeah because because of the, pr- of the printing press yes it, uh, it was expensive to type the extra letters well yes. and typing the, the typing machine but easter as a as a goddess and as a holiday it is a it is the holiday of new life right that's which at least where we are, where we are, it's actually relatively closely lining up with the um, the Christian w- w- day. Yeah, with the uh, Gregorian calendar, because now, right now, we have buds starting to come up. The oh, flowers are starting to come we're, up. We're this close. We're like a week, week and a half away right. from Easter, where we're at. We're in uh, Michigan, the Upper Midwest area, um, but uh, you can see the birds are starting to pair up. The uh, flowers are just starting. They don't have blooms They've yet. They've broken the ground. There's buds on the trees. It's getting warmer. There's bird song in the morning. Right. It's not quite there, but it's really close. Yes, and, and this is the other thing. She's not the goddess of the spring either because spring didn't exist in the north. Not like spring as a season didn't exist, but there was winter. There was really no concept for it. It was winter and not winter. Well, because if anyone who lives north of like uh, the Dixieland in America... Mm-hmm knows spring and fall are like a blink and you'll miss it yes especially once you hit like canada and stuff it's like you have summer 
you have winter and you have this brief transitional time. It's sort of like how in the south, you don't really have summer and winter. You just have these periods where you plant. Where you have more plants and less plants. Yes. Uh, harvest time and planting time, basically. Right. Well, and interestingly enough, the four maidens. And yes, we know that there's winter down down there if you guys are down south. But it's not the same as it is in the north. No. Four feet of snow versus po- possibly no snow is not the same thing. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's more than just the temperature. Because there's plants down there that... If you had the option, would you hibernate? Right. <laughs> because up here, fuck yeah, I would. Well, and that's, that's one of the things I actually love about um, ethnic faith is there are no clean-cut, hard answers, no fucking boxes to shove shit in. Which is what most people are trying to do, and we're we're standing around kicking at the boxes, saying, "Man, you guys are trying too hard." Well, and here's the thing: is I understand why people are trying to a change the name. They don't want to use the Christian name of Easter. But here's the thing: the only holiday, the only it's the goddess's name, yes, is it, her actual name, Easter. Well, and here's the thing: the only holiday on the calendar that I would even remotely bother to change the name of would be Christmas. And even then, Christmas is just the 25th. Yeah. Yule is more than just one or two days. Well, it's like a month, a month and a half yeah. sometimes. It, it depends. Anywhere from a week and a half to a month and a half. Well, some, well, like one year, it was like three days. Yeah. Because it's actually based on like the moon and solar cycles. Um, So it's, it's not... That's the thing is paganism, because the holidays are based around the earth, we don't actually have a set day for most of our holidays. That's why we have seasons. Yes. Like, is technically... But I do have to say, the Gregorian calendar is useful. Oh, yeah. For scheduling stuff, it's very useful. Yeah. I mean, it's... Really, that's his original intention. Oh, well, yeah. But I, the only reason it bugs me so much is people keep running around talking about Easter, the dawn goddess. Easter, the goddess of spring. When, Let's be honest. Most of them don't even say Easter. No, they call her Iastre or Rastara. Right. But which are it's a different god or goddesses from Easter. Well, Iastre I'm always torn on because on the one hand I want to say that Easter and Iastre are the same, but I I don't there's evidence saying that's not the case. Right. That it's not just And, and here's here's the way that we run it. When in doubt, separate them out. Yes, with Astara there's enough evidence that I hold her separate. That might not be enough for um, our listeners, fine. But depictions of her as a moon goddess, as a sylvan goddess, so more of a wandering around the woods type, and all these other things, they make far more sense. Whereas you have, say, Easter. There's stuff with her that really does not lend itself to dawn. What I would actually argue, if you wanted to give her a season, it's summer. Because even uh, like Externstein, which was a sacred site to Easter mm-hmm. and Astara and that whole sort of family of gods. Well, it's still spring, but it's also not it's not early spring. No, it's it's when it's solidly summer because Externstein is actually set up for the summer solstice. That's mm-hmm. when it matches up. But yeah, it's when you go to the lake and you see the little um, duck chicks running around. It's when you see the um, the the baby birds. Yeah, the, the baby birds the, are. The little, little, uh, like for like, right, some, and there actually are flowers and there actually is the blooming, which it's is the early part of when you would go outside all day and not be ugh, cold. Right. It's, it's why 
I get kind of up in arms is because we are doing these things and we haven't thought them through. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and that's why I say we do Easter um, early. Well, yes, I mean it's it might. All, it my might, entire life, most people celebrate Easter, Easter early, early, like way early. Well, and then the pagans will do the same thing. They will actually, they will do it way too early. Well, yeah, because there was some of them did it what a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah, when and that the, was that was way. That's it's a different holiday. It's not that's not a holiday. It is a well, different. Well, and holiday. I do want to throw a caveat on here. Let's say you're in Texas. Oh, yeah, it might have been down in Texas or in Spain. Texas, Spain, Italy. but in the And that's the thing is Easter as a holiday is not a set date. And it's not even set like every year. It's a different day, but it's the same day for everyone. Because right. of what Easter represents, Texas could have it one month, two months before Michigan. And Michigan might not even have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- which is a potential potentiality. It'd be rare, but it's a potentiality. Like if we had a, and this has happened even during America's lifetime, a year without summer, it was just winter all year round. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Well, it, uh, there wasn't snow and ice all year round, but it never got warm enough for plants to grow. Well, it's even in our folklore, the winter of the blue snow. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm always torn when people go like, well, you see, this is symbolic of the ice age. It could also be symbolic of a really long winter because those happened. Yeah. There were also little ice ages, which is not the same as a thousands or several thousands year long ice age. Right. All ice ages are not created equal. Yes. But Thimble Winter, I think, is what it's called in the Norse. The the long one before Ragnarok is not the same thing as the winter of the blue snow, but you could argue that they both symbolize just a long ass winter. Mm-hmm. It's like... If you really want to get esoteric about Paul Bunyan, and I've done this before just as like for fun, he is the representation of the Laurentian ice sheet because he has all this ice symbolism. He can walk across the... And once you start playing these games, it gets really distressing because you find out just how easy they are. Well, he's basically a Leshy meets a frost giant if you look into Paul Bunyan's lore because mm-hmm. there's actually some stories where he's born from a tree nut. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's it is because... We've played these games with uh, with other people, and then some of them, they start losing their shit because they're on the edge of, well, maybe you guys just don't understand this, and maybe you guys just don't well, understand this, so or that. So we, we start playing the game, and I call it a bullshit game because that's what it is. That is the whole thing is you have to make it up. You can't really base it off from anything that you've heard or seen, or you have to bullshit your way through this. And let's get esoteric with Paul Bunyan, for instance. So then you start literally making stuff up. Well, and, and the trick is you got to make it sound good. Well, here's the thing with Paul Bunyan. You don't even have to make stuff up. You just have to get really esoteric. Right. Like, um, Well, and that's kind of what I, was, what I was getting at is you're not basing it off from somebody else's stuff. Well, like um, there's a friend of mine. He used to be kind of a culty. He's not anymore. We both know him. Mm-hmm. Um, what? He actually saw Babe, the big blue ox, and immediately compared it to, I think, Hathor from I think that's Egyptian mythology. Egyptian. But he's like, the big blue cow and, and symbolic. The same and, um, yeah. It's no. like a lot of people will depict Babe as female. We actually don't know what sex it is, but I'm guessing she Babe is male. He's always depicted as male. Right. Because there is Lucy, the milking cow. Right. So they're pretty specific. He's a working oxen. 
He's not a... But the bullshit game can be played with language, too. Like, this... And it's fun, but it's rather distressing, especially if you if you believe in the uh, in the pie language thing. Take two or three random words. There's word generators uh, on online, and just random words, and then run a bullshit link between the two words to make a third point that has nothing to do with either one of those words. It is disturbingly easy to do that. Yes, I mean just scary. So so much so that I've seen people. Just be like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, damn, this is too easy. And then they actually get mad because it's so easy. And they're like, yeah, it's it's most of it, not all of it, but most of it is bullshit. Well, and that's the thing is if you take, I mean, I actually have a freaking article uh, that I'm coming out with soon, which goes into different ways people view the gods and how they're not mutually exclusive, archetypal, symbolic, and literal. And none of these three versions actually make the gods any less ethnic. Right. Okay. We got off track again. Oh, yeah. Yank us back to Easter. Well, we're always going to get a little off yeah. track. because we, That's just how we do. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up for Easter was some Easter customs. Like we've brought up before, the, the searching for the Easter eggs is probably us teaching our young how to hunt for Easter, or to, to hunt eggs. Yes, because here's the thing is our people have been eating eggs for a very, very long time. Before chickens, we had geese. This is why the geese are such a big part of the, the folklore in Europe and mm -hmm. why like we used to keep geese like the 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 geese herders the the uh, goose parade thing that we shared oh the goose parade thing that we shared um the goose goddess that is one of the yes. most common mother goose mother goose is the most obvious one holda perchta there's a few others uh, lahengrin descended of the 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 swan there's a bunch goddess of goddesses that ride geese and swans uh there's a lot of love gods that are associated with swans uh juno has sacred geese that they share so which <sighs> It's one of those things. We well, have, hold on. Why would we use chicken eggs then? Because they're pretty darn cheap right now. And they're what we have? Yeah. It's easier to find chicken eggs maybe than, than goose well, eggs or duck eggs? Well, I mean, even now, would you rather fight a chicken or a goose? Mm, I'm I mean, kind of torn. Well, I mean, I know <laughs> with you, you would actually enjoy the fight. So you're, you're a bad example. But is it easier <laughs> to get eggs from a chicken or a goose? Oh, yes, exactly. And that, that's exactly the point that I was using. Because some people will go the route of, but we use chicken eggs. Man, you're grabbing the wrong point and holding on too tight. It's well, eggs. I, well, I mean, that's the, the, important the egg painting, the egg carving, all these other things that we do with the eggs. People have done them with emu eggs, with ostrich eggs, with it goes on and on and right. on. The point is, is it's eggs and how do you find the eggs? Well, and then the because we we not only disguise them as, I mean, yes, we're us, so we we went off into this whole artistic area. But what is the basic designs for Easter eggs? The most basic ones, they are actually will take one egg, like a chicken egg, and disguise it as a robin's egg. Oh, yeah, make it blue or make it speckled like a quail egg. Right. Well, and the time period now, it's why I say when the eggs are just about to hatch or are just being laid. And here's the thing. You go around and you don't take all the eggs. And you probably, like, let's say you take, you find a robin's nest. Th those might be useful eggs, but they're also really tiny. Right. What you're more going for is the stork. You're more going for the goose, the duck, Uh all these animals that lay when bigger you're eggs. When you're going for food. But if you don't have those in the area, you might go for the robin's eggs. But 
you don't take all of the eggs. Well, if there's and the the um, uh, going to get a little weird here, but the Easter basket. It represents the nest. There you go, esoteric people. I gave you something. Well, it does actually represent a nest. Well, mostly because we build a nest in it. But um, anyways, um, if there's five robin eggs in the in the nest, you take one, maybe two. You never take half or more ever. Well, because you never know if a squirrel's going to show up and eat the and eat the baby chicks. Right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, besides that, if you take all of the eggs. Um, where's the more birds going to come from? Yes, precisely. That's the thing is, and you always leave enough so that at least one can just die. Yes. Well, it's like, um, our sacred groves. You, you think we just kind of, anytime we saw an animal in there, we were like, go shoot, shoot, not for you. <laughs> no. If an animal showed up, we were like, huzzah. Huzzah. So the it, gods have, have deigned to visit the grove. Well, like for instance, Birds, especially uh, like uh, that's a good word. I like yeah. uh, storks, for instance. Storks are sacred to Astara. Storks also bring babies. That's actually connected, but it's it's through a whole nother thing. Well, it's not even complicated. It's literally just the storks bring baby souls. It's in Holda's lore and right. Easter's but we lore. could talk about just that for like an hour. Oh, yeah, that, that could go on for a while. But if you if there's a sacred animal, especially if it's wild to your um, your god. Why would you not encourage them to live there? Like, let's say that you really want rabbits to live in Easter's gar- Easter's Grove. Mm-hmm. Why would you not m- design it in such a way where it encourages them? Right. Or Probably put it in a bunch of clovers. Clovers, uh, food for the rabbits. Uh, make sure there's areas for them to burrow, places to hide. Brambles. Birdhouses for the birds. Well, it actually, it kind of explains why... Um, why Easter is somewhat associated with thorns mm-hmm. because rabbits hide in thistles because they can actually get in without getting injured. They'll hide there to keep, to get away from predators mm-hmm. because if a dog tries to get in, the thistles will scrape it up. But the rabbit is wily enough and has thick enough fur that it can kind of avoid them. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah, it's not quite that simple, but yes. Yes, Before I, I get caught up in details. Yes, because you're actually a country boy, so you know why the rabbit can do that easily enough. Mm-hmm. And when they can't. And when they can't. But basically, it makes sense to a certain extent to cultivate it for the sacred animals. It's like probably if you wanted, you could put uh, Easter next to wetlands. So you could encourage storks to live there. The um, so A lot of people now will call them fountains, but the basically there's bird baths. It's quite common because... I don't know how it's a fountain if you have to carry water to it, but they will still call them fountains, oddly. Um, but fountains or um, or bird baths or the the shallow wells and whatnot. Why are these commonly built in important areas? Could it be to encourage birds and animals to come there and people? Because fuck it, it's pretty and it's cool. Well, I mean that's the thing is. Paganism is not about us lording over the rest of nature. It's also not this touchy-feely, all the animals living in harmony, let's all be vegans bullshit. <laughs> no. 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 But it is... Well, that, and if you if you uh, encourage the animals to come there, you can call some of them. Well, yeah, that's the that's the whole point, is if you have rabbits, for instance, that live in, us, in Easter's Grove, you might not eat them most of the time. But on the holiday, oh boy. Yeah. 
Watch out, uh, bunnies. Or um, the or just sp- if food gets gets short, you know where to go. Yes. Oh, like Easter, encourage birds to Actually, nest. I had in there. a similar conversation with uh, with um, one of our friends last night when, well, if you can't legally have over so many animals or plant so many, uh, ha- have this much room to plant for a garden, how is it that you can actually become uh, self-sustainable legally even if you have the land to do it food forests not only can you get plant food from the the forest if you manage it well and it's not actually a food garden because it's more natural you're encouraging animals to come in and make them feel safe it makes if you make them feel safe and welcome because they are even though they're eating the food from the food garden, not your garden, um, you're so you're sharing part of that. But because they're comfortable there, should you need, say, some deer meat, you know where to go get deer because they're always there. Well, it's like uh, there's modern versions of food forests or natural or, or mimicking natural settings. Like uh, a couple examples in Spain, the cork forests, Mm -hmm. those are specifically made to make cork, but they also have wild animals like the Iberian eagle and the Iberian lynx living there. And then they have uh, geese and pigs and all these domestic animals that they'll have go through there. The pigs eat the acorns. That's what makes them taste so good is they they get like marbled fat or something. And then they also have artificial wetlands they've made in Spain where migratory birds will come and there's already fish there because you're doing that but then like what happens with normal ponds the birds shit out more fish eggs and you end up with a broader population of fish so you have a healthy ecosystem or berries or 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 because yeah. there's a lot of things well, like, that birds spread well and that was and, su- and disease isn't really one of them no i hate that bullshit because people were encouraged to kill blue herons because they were convinced they spread diseases yes Kind of like the doctor was convinced that you had to burn your child and then consume the ashes so that you wouldn't become a vampire. Oh, yeah. That's some bullshit. Because the experts know. The experts say. Yeah. But, and here's the thing, is if someone wants to, if someone has been venerating, say, Easter as a goddess of spring, as a goddess of the dawn, that is the common notion. So I'm not trying to vilify or insult someone who's done that. Mm-mm. But all the evidence tells me she's a goddess of new life, summer, and is related maybe to gods of the sun and the moon, but that's also kind of a guesswork. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's not like there's nothing on her. It's just really hard to come by. Well, it's not really that that hard to come by. No, and a lot of it is... We just haven't really looked that hard because it was pretty easy to find and we was working on other stuff. Well... And but there's there's other customs. So what customs are there for Easter? One of my favorite ones, my family did. I thought we was just weirdos, and then I did actually trip over it. Um, there's some areas in Europe where they still do it, where you got the little lord and the little lady, or the princesses and the king, or yeah, the I lord think and lady of Easter. Right, or, and you have one boy usually gets like a crown or something, and he gets the best egg. He must go through the where the 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 girls they bring eggs in baskets and then he carefully sorts through them and then he selects the best egg and there's a whole lot of different variations of this that i've found but yeah it's it's like little lord and little lady 
Yeah, exactly. And then here's the other thing is Easter is actually kind of a, a part of like a set of holidays mm-hmm. because yeah, it's not a day just like Halloween, Samhain, uh, whatever you want to call it. I can't think of any holidays where we, where it's actually a day. No, it's almost always it's like Yuletide. Yuletide is the category. It's not the holiday. Midsummer. It's not a specific day. Well, I mean, it is, but it's also not. It's more than just that day. Well, kind of the way to view it is, so you have the quarter days, which uh, the, which are like between the equinox and the solstice. And that's kind of what Halloween is. And you right. have that all the way through Yuletide. Right. And then that's like a combination season. They're so related that they're kind of joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Midsummer and Easter. Because you also have other holidays all throughout that. Well, on Easter, and I can't remember the, the names of the ones that come before Easter. But, <clears throat> yeah, it, it flows from one to the other, into the next one, into the next one, into the next one. And, yeah, there's specific days where it's like the height of it. Usually on floating days, if you go and go by the Gregorian calendar. But, mo- yeah, mostly they're just, our holidays are seasonal. Well, it's like, why is Easter not so important in, say, uh, Scandinavia? Well, it's twofold. One, Easter's not really a Scandinavian goddess. There have been people that are like, well, you see, Easter is not the goddess of night. Yes, that's why there's a god of the Don Dellinger, and there's so much life and daytime and summer and new life symbolism in the goddess of night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the the, the, the Nosferatus. Oh, yeah. it's If anyone thinks Easter, a West Germanic goddess, is the same as not the goddess of night, j- just just think about it for a little bit, and you'll see why I think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, not only think, I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it, They tried really, really hard. What it is, the other thing is, if you have a, uh, a goddess whose cult is primarily about the lead-up to summer and the new life, and you have an area which is basically daytime half the year and nighttime the other half of the year, like Scandinavia basically is mm-hmm. once you get anywhere. Why? What purpose would that god's cult really have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Y- you would be living in an area where geographically it doesn't make much sense. Like, I'll be honest, if you get into Alaska and a little bit further up, like not the coastal line, but like further up, mm-hmm. Easter is a pointless holiday. Yes. There, you're effectively in an Once air- you get up into the tundra. Yeah. In the same notion, you get down into like the Florida Peninsula or... Yeah, it doesn't uh, make much sense or Hawaii. there either. Easter doesn't really exist. So, it is what it is. Uh, but the thing is, is... Well, so you're saying I can't celebrate? Did not say that. Did not say that. You can celebrate it along with everyone else. This is true. But then you have to understand that you're... You yourself don't actually have Easter. You're celebrating an idea. You are celebrating. Well, this is the other thing is it's why we always say the holidays are about us primarily. Yes. Because Easter. And odds are being that far north or that far south, you probably have your own holidays that us through the middle area don't have. Yeah, precisely. And here's the thing is Easter is even though it's named after a deity is not only about that deity. There's many deities associated with it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, well, like, I've never argued that Ostara is not not associated with it. My argument is Ostara is not Easter. Yes. If you're going to celebrate Easter, then you're celebrating 
Well, Easter. It, well, it's like Perchta and and uh, Holda. They're similar, but they're not the same deity. Like, for all I know, because I don't know that much about Ostara, really. Never really dug into it. But I think that's what people were celebrating a couple weeks ago. That might 100% be Ostara. Knock yourself out. But then, guess what? You also get Easter. How cool is that? You don't get just one holiday. You get two, three, four, five, ten of them. Through well, one season. Well, and here's the thing. is It's not unhurt like Yuletide. Depending on what region you're in, there's a completely different set of gods that are inter- that are uh, involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in parts of Germany, Hala is the main deity associated with it. It's not even close. You get to another area, Krampus. You get to another area, it's uh, Woden or Fro mm-hmm. or something like that. And the reality of it is, is um, you don't have to get overly particular. You don't have to get overly scholastic, academic. Also, not saying just. Feel your way because that's not that's not it either. Celebrate life. In the end, that's what all of these holidays come down to is celebrating celebrating life. Um, the spring summer ones are more about um, yeah the birth and the 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 living part, and then you got to wind down in the well like in the fall and the winter. Well, like uh, Walpurgis Noct or Hexenacht, which is night as people call right. it. It is a spring holiday, and as far as I can tell, it's kind of honoring the ancestors yet to come, the new life that could right. be. Um, there's many different elements to it, and it was a bi- actually a big holiday. Right. But some of them are about looking forward. Some of them are about appreciating now. Some of them are about remembering what was. Yes, and it... it yeah, and uh, this is the reality. And the spring ones. What is to come, but also remembering what was while appreciating what is it, the whole, the only difference really is, is which one has priority because it, it is all three of them. What was, what is, and what will be. Well, and the way it kind of breaks up is when you're firmly in summer, it is largely the now. Yes. When you get to harvest and uh, like early to midwinter, uh, you are basically in the period of what I will call what was mm-hmm. and then after that it's more what could be right because it's predictions it's it's actually trying to set up like this is when most of the matchmaking holidays end up like uh sort of the groundhog's candlemas day mm-hmm. through to midsummer is when everybody's trying to do matchmaking because i've actually observed this before if you look at the wheel of the year which yes i know that the actual wheel of the year is a modern invention but our holidays they're basically a mating season. Uh, you you have the period, especially in spring, there's some in the fall as well, but especially in the spring, what we would call the spring, you have basically the pair-up holidays. Mm-hmm. Or, or in some cases, like Valentine's Day, not so much the pair-up holidays, but the reinforcement of the bond, the mm-hmm. recommitment. And then you have the finalized commitment through the summer, so by, that by the time you hit fall, if your relationship hasn't fallen apart, you're probably actually entering the engagement period, which for the longest time, engagement when you were fiance was the trial marriage period. Do we work all right together? Can the man do the man things? Can the woman do the woman things? Can we get pregnant? Because like this whole waiting until you're married to get pregnant doesn't make much sense because there's always the potential that both of you could be completely and utterly fertile and not receive the gift of Holda, you know, not receive Hala's baby, baby souls. You might never get pregnant and both be completely fertile. Yeah, I mean, that is a legit thing that happens. And this is the thing, is all holidays have a 
a adult version and a kid's version. Like right now with uh, Christmas, by and large, Yuletide, the holiday in America is almost exclusively for kids because most families don't have Christmas parties and they definitely don't have the raucous pagan stuff that like Father Christmas would get involved in just drunken, just get right. revel yeah. revelry costumes, getting drunk off your ass, going door to door dressed as as skeleton horses, you know, just getting wasted and singing through the night and then going home and banging your wife like rabbits. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, even kids recognize Easter has very little to do with Oily Josh because why is there a giant rabbit dropping off eggs? Well, and I can tell you that it's a fairy and he's the lover of Easter. <laughs> right. Yes. But they, they have to get all esoteric and weird with it because Easter actually doesn't have anything to do with Oily Josh. Easter as celebrated. So they have to get esoteric and weird with it to make it be theirs. Are you sensing a trend here of something I've talked about before? I hope so. But the reality of it is, is Easter, uh, the, the, the Easter bunny, the Easter eggs, all this stuff doesn't actually have anything to do with Oily Josh. Nothing. It is a heathen thing. But what else is present on an Easter symbology? You have baby chicks, not just baby chickens. But chicks, period. Storks. Little baby ducks, little baby storks, little baby um, geese. Storks, babies. Well, and here's the thing. I actually loved this. So when we were at the store, I saw little gnomes. Mm-hmm. Gnomes, but they're Easter themed. And and they're in that cartoony way where the eyes are covered up with the yeah, big they're, they're oversized Yeah, they're more like Tomte than, than gnomes. But what they are is they're totems to the ancestral spirits. And mm-hmm. I don't. nobody realizes this, but... Basically, if you have one of these Easter gnomes, which I would encourage you to make your own, not buy the plastic ones. Right. Um, even even if you make it badly, it doesn't matter. You keep making them. You'll get good at it. But just having that, you are saying the ancestors are here with you for that holiday. And we all love the little gnomes. Mm-hmm. We all do. I, I It actually is kind of making me um, feel some stuff. <laughs> Get in the fields, man. Yeah. Don't judge me. <laughs> well, uh, thanks yeah, for the it, levity. It's true, though. Um, well, it's because people instinctively, like uh, around Thanksgiving last year, someone had a bunch of gnome stickers up on their uh, like work at the cash register. And I actually pointed out to them, those are ancestral spirits. And they were like, wow, I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that. I've always liked gnomes. Good, sorry, gnomes. Mm-hmm. Now well, I know why. Well, and here's the thing. Gnomes are like house elves or like Tomte or whatever. They've all been blended in the folklore. So are gnomes earth spirits? Yes. Are they also ancestral spirits? Yes. It, it's complicated. It's like um the, the Easter bunny. Could he have been a god originally? Yes, because there's actually some stories where he takes human form, which to me implies it's a god that was remembered in animal form, sort of like Lalas as right. a squirrel. Um. But then you have uh, stories where he's a fairy and he specifically has a Mrs. Easter Bunny, which makes me think that's just straight up Easter in bunny form. And they will tra-la-la-la-la delivering eggs with their other other woodland critters like the cuckoo and the... Well, I was going to bring up some other animals that most people don't generally think of as being involved in Easter celebrations. There's the stag. The fox. 
the fox, the uh, the boar is also part of it. Also, the wolf is part of it. Uh, jays are involved in it. I don't know about ravens, but I suspect so. Um, because Mag- they're usually involved in, in in pretty much everything. Well, ravens this, and crows. Well, and thing is, the Easter bunny. Sp- but for sure, I know stags, foxes, like you said, squirrels, wolves, squirrels. Um, so it's not just prey animals. Predators are also involved. Um, I've seen references to bears, but I'm not sure what that is. Well, and if you think about it, it just just to get a little weird, but in a good way with it. Most of these animals, they're animals, but they also, there are gods, both animal and humanoid, that can take the form of these animals. Mm-hmm. Like, Lawless is actually pseudo-connected right. to us. Well, and I didn't even think of it. Well, I was thinking of it, but I didn't. I didn't verbalize it when I was saying something. When we was talking about the um, the sacred spaces before, and an animal comes up, did we really shoot away? And I was like, well, no. We'd be like, huzzah! The the gods showed up. That's exactly what I was referencing. Yes, it's, it, it's supposed to be. It, it is a party well, that the gods show up to, and they don't show up every year. Well, and the gods do do uh, possess, for lack of a better term, but they do. They cast their consciousness into animals. They borrow. They borrow. That's a good term. It's from, I think, English folklore. Mm-hmm. But they borrow the animal temporarily so they can interact. Like the Morrigan often takes the form of a raven or a wolf. Right. And their sister, Bab, takes the form of a crow. crow. Specifically. Or a winged woman, oddly. Yes. Um, but like Ost- uh, Easter and Ostara and all that crew could be the Easter bunny family that shows up. Because... Easter bunnies are male and female. They're like a, a, a family slash species. And actually in the lore, what it is, is the Easter bunny lays eggs. They're actually like, that's why you'll have like Easter cards where the bunny is popping out of the egg. Mm-hmm. Th- that fae species is basically magical anthropomorphic bunnies. Right. And there's that, a whole story as to why. Th- there's it's, there's many stories. Yeah, it, it, They're interesting. Have fun looking them up. But, and I'm not saying that's hard. I mean, literally have fun. Yeah, we're not actually mocking that. We encourage you. Yeah, usually when I say have fun, I mean actually have fun. Well, and a lot of the stories, it's hard to tell if they're old or they're made up. But I, I lean towards... Well, really? It does doesn't it matter? matter. Not really, because the thing is, is I'm not... All right, I'm going to use the most extreme example of this, so bear with me. The gods, there is no canon in the lore. The older stories at least show something less... There's Weird, character, uh, but not strange. really canon. Yes. There are stories that are history, that are eth- uh, mytho-history. There are stories that are this, or there are stories of that. But there's not technically any canon. So it's perfectly valid to use the gods in a new story. Like American Gods, even though it was written by right. freaking Neil Gaiman. break the character. Well, and that's what like American Gods did, the show. Because mm-hmm. as much as, yes, Neil Gaiman is not technically a, a hyper... Fuck. He's a liberal fuck, and he's not technically hyperborean... But he did write a very good story with American Gods, at least the concept. the concept. And it was executed fairly well with some fuckery for a couple of seasons. There is nothing wrong with Astara being represented because the gods did I continue. actually liked the way Astara was, um, was represented in that show and her power level. I mean, think about it. Well, she, and she didn't kill stuff. when. No, um, she just took away the she, life. Yeah, she just took it back, Un, unmade it. Yes, and that's the thing with... Infinitely more powerful than killing. Yes, so that character, 
that figure of Ostara was valid. And here's the thing. The gods are not stuck in medieval clothing or ancient tribal clothing or anything. They are... It also doesn't make any story of them legit and valid either. No, it doesn't. It, uh, there is... It has to maintain the character. It has to maintain the character. It has to make sense. And on top of that, are there stories where there's interaction with the gods? Definitely. But the gods kept going. That's why there's stories of Hala, for instance, inventing potato dumplings. My favorite one is of Still, her is always going to be throwing pancakes at people. Yes, she makes I know. pancakes, and then she throws them at people. You get a pancake, and you get a pancake, and hey, you're taking one too. So, what I'm building up to here is, even though myself, CG, and probably no one listening to this likes this. All stories are relatively equally valid when they first come out. Even something as ludicrous as, say, a really bad Loki fan fiction on DeviantArt. It is, a, it is just as valid as a very well-written book. It's time will tell which one stands. Right. It's, that's the important part. Well, and then, like... If it doesn't stand, then we reject it, and so, therefore, it's not true. But there are stories of the Easter Bunny. They might be newer, but they're liked. Like, uh, there's a one about, like, the Easter hare giving Ostara the, the, an egg as a gift. It's actually really touching, mm-hmm. and it shows her and the bunny in very good light. And then on the other hand, and it might actually be older because it's entered the folklore, or it's always been in the folklore. It's hard to tell, but it's English. And then you have um, a really bad movie that involved Russell Brand uh, about a bunny. Yeah, Easter it's, bunny a, movie that, to be it's a movie that everybody's forgotten about. Everyone hates it. Right. So, no one liked it. It won't stick around. Yeah, exactly. So it will drop off and therefore mean nothing. But like the Santa Claus, for instance, that'll probably stick around. Probably. Um, but I was rolling because we're getting closer to the end. Um but anyways, I wanted to bring up animals that people don't think of as being associated with Easter. There's fish associated with Easter. Did you know that? No. Trout and salmon, for sure. Well, they spawn in the spring, don't they, primarily? Or at least uh, some some kinds do. It's You're going to start getting trout in the, in the spring, yes. Uh, salmon, I'm, I don't want to speak for everywhere. Here in the fall. Um, I think in Alaska in the spring. So it depends on the the type of salmon. Right. So Atlantic salmon, it's more spring. Yeah, but um, the thing is, is nothing is that cut and dry, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Is this is supposed to be a lived tradition? That's why I don't expect most people to do an immense amount of research. That's actually one of the reasons I do what I do. Is personally on my end, honestly, most people are they're they're trying too hard. Yes, that's why I will pour through like 17 books and then write a 10-page article on a goddess like Easter, which does exist. Check out mm-hmm. wilderhomesproject.life uh, and check out the... Follow our link tree. Yes. Uh, and try to bottle it down so people can, instead of reading, you know, 2,000 pages, they can read 10 and get all the useful info. Uh- or at least find. a good chunk of it. Oh, yeah, because I can never include everything in the article without then writing a whole nother book. Right. But, it's just the nature of the beast. Well, it's it's what we've said before. Every god you can write a whole book on. Mm-hmm. It might be a small book because of what's easily accessible, 
but there's a lot of books. Well, how many books do you have over there where somebody, the useful information can be, is a paragraph. Or a sentence. Or a sentence. And then they will write a whole book about that sentence or that paragraph. Many. So, many books. Yeah. We wade through a, just mountains and mountains of nonsense. Nonsense. It, because here's the thing. If you're writing an, an entire book based off from, let's be generous here, a paragraph. We don't even have to explain how nonsensical that book is, that they managed to write a whole book off from a paragraph. Yes. You are doing some stretching to get a book out of it. Yes. But uh, since we're about at the end, I'll go ahead and say, I know this was only sort of about Easter, but everybody, if you haven't already or you are going to try and do it again because, hey, it's probably going to wait till the flowers pop up. Have an a happy Easter tide, everybody, and uh, hope you are. Uh, well, this is going to sound a bit awkward, but fuck it. Hope you're having fun and fucking like rabbits because uh, <laughs> a it's fun and b we could uh, definitely use some more babies around Easter time. Experts agree, marital sex is good for you, and it's great for making babies. Even not marital sex, I guess, so long as you're committed and that's your intention anyways whatever whatever i'm not fucking apologizing for shit i don't care fuck you if you don't like it fuck you um anyways we'll see you guys next week make sure to uh spread us around like herpes give us to people that you like people that you don't like just spread us around uh follow our telegram um because we get weird on there too and sometimes educational if you like that until then i guess we'll see you guys next week and uh yeah don't bother keeping your head down or your mouth shut. And uh, I hope that you got your powder ready to go. All right. See you guys later.